Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Loyalty to Rangers is what binds us. And together, we are stronger. Launching for the 2021 season, the MyJers membership program is a new way to get even closer to the club you love. It's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash MyJers to join today. Always Rangers, always loyal, always rewarded. Jones delivers. Manchester, brace yourself. Rangers are coming. Fancy is very strong. Again, I've got a battle fever on, but fancy they just delivered. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bears Corner. My name's Scott Gray, and today we are well. It's just a two days today, but Callum is joining me regular on the on the pod now. And how are we, Callum? All right. Good. It's, it's different, isn't it? Just me and it's you. Weird. But we'll get to it. It's weird, isn't it, though? Because usually it's just a three or even four. Sometimes it's weird. Yeah. Um, so this feels like the, the stuff that I've done with like Kenny Miller that was out this week and Amy Weir and all that. Do you know what I mean? You you actually are the Kenny Miller here in this instance. Go go back and start it again. Folk will believe I'm a Rangers player. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Tennessee is playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, gone. <laughs> um, so obviously, since I spoke to you last week, um, there's been a few things happening at the club. Um, yesterday, Matt Polster, it was announced that Matt Polster has joined New England Revolution. He's now left the club. Sad uh, for Matt, taking your your hat off and saying that, that, that we like Matt Polster as a person and, and as a player. He never really let us down in the limited chances that he had. However, 
I think we do need a better standard of play going forward, and it's probably the correct decision by the club, minus the fact that Mrs. Poster now isn't with us at Ibrox anymore, and that's quite sad, but hey-ho. Um, but what is your thoughts on Matt Poster? Obviously, a good move for him going back home, but it's sad, sad to see him leave, really. It is. See, I was just thinking there when you were saying that, he never really put a foot wrong, I feel. I don't feel like he did much wrong. Yeah. But everybody's saying that. So if you're saying that a player never did much wrong, it's not as if you're saying, I can't believe he's gone, he was amazing. He wasn't amazing. Do you know what I mean? He just didn't do anything wrong. And I do think perhaps maybe a better standard a player is is needed going forward. Um, I was I was quite sad to see him go. Again, I don't think he did anything wrong. I quite liked him and, yeah. and his wife. Um, they obviously <laughs> love being here. Uh, it might even have been a, a personal move. Do you know what I mean? They're going back home now. The, the one thing I noticed is they were quite often over there, so maybe they were a bit homesick. Who knows? It, it could be for any different reason, but it's, it's a good move for us and a good move for him. We've got well, at least we've got a bit of money out of him, so yeah. Well, his he's, he's Instagram post yesterday said he was quite happy in Glasgow, and so was his wife. But as you say, mm-hmm. if you're not playing, um, if, you know, it might be hard, and I, and I do think. We need somebody that's going to challenge Tav every single week for that jersey because I think that's when we see the best out of James Tavernier. I think when he gets quite comfortable, Tav then does have a wee mistake in him at times and he gets caught out of position. But I've been quite critical in the past and probably unfairly in time at times because he contributes a hell of a lot to your team going forward and he is the club captain at the end of the day, so he's not there for, for nothing. Do you know what I mean? But I do think he needs somebody challenging him every single day in training, every single match. And I think we'll see the best out of Tav if we can get that right. Although we've got young Nathan Patterson, of course, that we, we can't forget about either. No, I, no, I think you're right, actually. Tavernier, he's, I've been quite harsh on him before, but he is our captain. He is, he's one of our best players on form. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. so important that if you take him out of the team, you, you would notice it. But Polster just wasn't challenging him. You know, through no fault of his own, Tavernier is a much better player. But we need to get someone in who's going to make Tavernier look over his shoulder every now and then and think, right, if I'm not at my best, I won't be playing here. Yeah. Because there's no one that can be untouchable. No. That's it. And, and even the captain in that, it's, it's got to be that you, you're held accountable for your performances, etc. And, and I do think Tav at times has been lucky over the years that we've had him. However, he's also been really, really good for us at times and, and his contribution to the club I don't think can be can be taken for granted. But sad to see Poster go, but we move on and hopefully we've got um, other guys coming in there. We've spoke about Klein, unlikely as it is, but there'll be guys out there that are possibly Gerard's looking at because I don't know if he, he will totally go with just Patterson as, as backup. I don't know if that does Patterson any good either, considering he's a young player. I do think he needs minutes. I do think he needs on a park and playing real men's football rather than, than the boys' side of things. So I'm unconvinced that, that he'll be the backup to James Tavernier, I think I think we need somebody else. I think the same, because we've said this before on the podcast, that just now it probably isn't the time to be testing out young players. The only thing, I was going to touch on uh, Robbie McCrory, we'll come to him later obviously, but yeah. the only thing that's different there, there is only one position for a keeper to play in. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, if Patterson was to come on for Tav, could even maybe push him up further. Do you know what I mean? So it's a little bit different, but at the same time, that to me is a bit too experimental and I don't really think this is the time to be doing too many experiments next season. Um, yeah. I, I think we'll probably be looking for a replacement. I don't think that uh, that Patterson will maybe be 
trusted so much quite yet because it is an awful lot. Yeah. You mentioned one McCrory brother there in Robbie. Obviously, Ross is now on his way back due to Portsmouth's result the other night there and, and being put out of the playoffs. So, Ross played right back for um, Pompey. Um, and can't say I see much of him to give a, a... whether he would come in and do that job, I don't know. Uh, I certainly liked Ross McCrory in the midfield position, just kind of holding in front of the back four. I think that was his best position for us. I think Gerard stated that as well when he came in and he, and he looked quite good there. So, whether Ross will go back and go on or not as well, I'm not sure. But you obviously you mentioned Robbie. Robbie, today it's been announced that Robbie's away to Olivia on loan um, for the season, which I think is a fantastic move because he was shown how good he was, really, at, at Livy before the, the COVID-19 thing struck and, and the season get ended. Um, I think it's a great move. He goes there and has a consistent season as their number one. Um, also, we, we fail to see sometimes as he helps out other clubs you, you, you know these other, sorry damages other clubs that, that are maybe competing with us i.e. Celtic you know Robbie McCrory can actually have a hand now in, in Rangers winning something yeah absolutely um, this is this is the thing I don't want to sit here and repeat myself but how many times have we said that it's not the season for him to come up just now for him to go to Livy and I was having some arguments on Twitter earlier on for him to go to Livy is absolutely the, the complete right decision in my opinion because he's the same age as me. I think he might even be younger than me. He's going to make mistakes. Yep. It's not the season to have mistakes for us. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we can afford mistakes. Um, if he goes to Livy, he'll get he'll be their their starting goalkeeper. If he makes mistakes, he'll he'll take them. He'll learn from them, and he'll come back ten times the player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's not gonna he's not gonna get to play in front of McGregor this season for us. So it's perfect. One thing I did mention earlier is that I was quite surprised when we sold Liam Kelly. And then yeah. now you see Rob, uh, Robbie McCrory coming through, you can see the reason why we sold him. Because he's, he seems like a brilliant player. Aye. Hopefully he will. And where it's kind of fell in line for, I suppose, Robbie, is that McGregor's not going to be around forever. You know, he's 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 getting on a bit now. And although he's he's still, well, you said it, I think, the first podcast you were on, whatever Morelos is there's going forward, McGregor is there's defensively. So he's still kind of absolutely irreplaceable at times, you know, for us even at his age for Rangers. And obviously a goalkeeper can play a lot later, but I think Robbie will be, hopefully, will, will mature into that goalkeeper that can take over for, for Alan McGregor and be the Rangers number one for years to come. I can see McGregor being the type that would go out, you would know when to go out. Do you know what I mean? You've got Aye. keepers um, who are some of the best keepers in the world. I think my best example would be Per Cech, who just maybe was a bit too late with the reti- his retirement. If if he left Chelsea and retired then, he would be known as one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But now his, his reputation towards the end of his career was a bit tarnished because he was a bit poor at Arsenal. He was in a, a poorer team. But McGregor is not the one that I, I don't think he'll be going on forever. 55 next season's happening. So he'll, I like uh, the positivity by the way. I like that. That's what I've got. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. <laughs> 55 next season's happening, so he might even decide next season to call it to call it then. I mean, I'm not, I definitely don't want that, but if he does, you can understand it, and it would be the perfect, seems like the perfect crossroads that McCrory is going out just now and getting what will be his first full season in the Premier League under his belt. He'll come back, and it seems set to me that he's the one that's going to replace him. Well, you look at Buffon. Buffon's just signed another deal with, with UV, and that's him. He's got to be 41, 42, something like that. That's yeah. mad. 
That's mad to think you're playing at that age. All right, he's a goalkeeper, and I suppose we had David Weir doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? As a centre yeah. half playing in the Champions League. So again, David Weir's just David Weir. There's nothing David Weir kind of days for I'm concerned. But um, <laughs> Buffon, I McGregor could easily do that as well. You know, he's you know he's like he's just he, there's no sign of him slowing down. He's the man that's running about like a crazy. You know, a maniac on the park when things are only going right, and he's shouting a ball at referees and he's shouting a ball at players. And he doesn't show his age. I know he does. He seems he's got, still got the energy of someone who's half his age. You know, Buffon's another one though. See, when he went to PSG, I just thought that's such a silly move for him because it's just he, he certainly wasn't bad there, but you'd want to end your career. You know, Aye. at the club that he went with, and uh, he's he's back to Juventus now. He is. He's still he's still going. It's he's. I would say he's probably my favourite keeper ever. Do you know that? I think Aye. he's absolutely incredible. Um, but McGregor next season, it, it all depends how this goes. Do you know what I mean? He might decide. He might have a thirst for it. Do you know, we, we exactly. win it next season, then he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Might wet the appetite a wee bit and go, no, I'm not going anywhere, you know. But um, obviously Buffon fails in the pulling woman stakes because no saying he's a bad-looking dude, isn't he? But McGregor kind of beats him there. And I think that takes McGregor as a better goalkeeper. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm biased in some way. Low-tinted specs on and all that. <laughs> um, yesterday as well, the club announced, and this is where me and you might differ a wee bit because we had a chat about it, the new club crest. New. The new club crest has caused a big stir on Twitter because there is some Rangers Daz, as they like to put it, who do not want change. And there's also <laughs> ones who are quite happy with the change. And, and that's, that's right. Everybody is right in their opinion. Everybody's allowed an opinion. Everybody's allowed to, to have their own opinion and it to be different to other people. That's the world we live in. Also amongst the Rangers fan base. There's so many opinions that you're allowed to be different. Do you know what I mean? It's just nonsense that this is my opinion and it's right. So I like the new club crest personally. I think it's quite good. I think it's quite it's modern. I think it goes with the digital side of the club that they're, they're doing. It, it kind of spearheads that revolution or evolution as they're calling it. It's no too too much difference to the old one, so it still keeps that kind of feel. Um I don't know, I like it. I know you said you were kind of unsure at the start. What's your thoughts now, Cam? 24, well, over 24 hours later. What's your thoughts now? See, it's funny you mentioned Rangers, Daz, because that's... I sat yesterday and I thought, fuck, I'm turning into a Rangers, Daz, because I had no reason to moan about it. Do you know what I mean? I just... I didn't like change. <laughs> I know, I know. But one thing I didn't say is, why are they changing it? Because I love this idea of going into the future, modernisation, you know, they're changing the, the club structure, they're changing the, the changing rooms, we'll come on to that later, they're changing the, the stadium, there's expansion talk, there's, do you know what I mean, I love that, we're going into the next the next step of this club and it's only right that we do have change, but I did look at it and I thought, I think it's just one of those things that will grow on me, do you know what I mean, because there was things about it that I liked, I liked how they had now centred Rangers, I liked how they touched up the Lion, I liked how they... Um, they changed it between the women's and men's team. That's only yeah. something I saw today. So I mean, little details that I do quite like. Um, and to go to segue from that, I was having a conversation with someone today who was moaning about um, us doing the the uh, marketing. You know, when we projected all these things, yeah. it's like, oh, this yeah. isn't going to win fifty five. It's like, I said, how do you expect to win fifty five on on the off season? So these are the things that just get our names out there. Yeah. 
I, I love this. I'm I'm happy, even if I'm not quite used to the badge yet. I think I think we've we've kind of fell away a wee bit in a club as a club uh, since 2012. They've been kind of dominant, obviously. Well, we know there, and your rivals under there, then your bounty. I don't think they've got stronger. I actually think they've got, they've got weaker. They've kind of we've evened ourselves out a wee bit, and we've caught each other up a wee bit. I believe anyway, in my opinion, but to actually go and project the badge onto landmarks around Glasgow, Glasgow is blue, and that is taking it back a wee bit. You know what I mean? That's that's taking things back, is is claiming it as our own again. You know, because that this is our city, and and if you look at our honours, we we do own the city, we own Scottish football, we are Scottish football, the premier club in the country. So for us to turn around and and do that, I think was top shit house rate, to be quite honest with you. Because I just wish they promoted it a wee bit better so we could have been looking out for it, you know. It seemed to be done kind of Batman <laughs> style in the dark. You know, and it was done in a sly. My girlfriend said this to me last night, or whenever it was, it was the other night. She said, it's funny that they're saying this the morning after. I bet they were projecting it, being like, oh, they'll notice any minute now, they'll notice any minute. I had no, I had no clue. Did they did a clue about it? I was like, I wish they had said. So got- we could actually see it. But, aye, so th- this this is the kind of thing that I do I do like. Um, and not to mention them too much, but I, d- I, had a, I chuckled to myself. Did you see the difference? They went out and did the same sort of thing today. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. Where they belong, to be fair. That's what I was thinking. It was they honestly <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. I thought it was a bit, a bit like you know, you've got Castor and then you've got what fucking <laughs> someone else. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say another brand's name just in case. We got Castor at the top and then everything else. Aye, that's that kind of it's it's where we walk. It's in the deck where we walk. Do you know what I mean? And and that's that's fitting. At least they know their place. At least they know that's where they belong. And that's that's fine. Well, we're all happy with that, you know what I mean? As long as the team can go out and, and show it again this year on the part that that is where they belong is, is, is below us, then we'll be happy with that. We also launched our new website yesterday, which I think I've had a wee browse about it, and I think it's really, really good. It's, it's, it's a lot slicker. It's a lot easier to navigate your way through it. It's even the link to the Castor website, which will also be a wee bit more Rangers-related when the Rangers store kind of gets launched. Um, we we in, in partnership with Castor. I just think it's so much slicker and, and, and user friendly as well. I remember Stuart Robertson saying he wanted one login. So when you log in at the start, that's you logged into it all. I felt the one before you were logging into the season ticket bit, you were logging into Rangers TV, you were logging into you know whatever else they had on nonsense. What he's trying to do or what he said he was trying to do is bang on one login. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is something that I loved as well. I think I will give us a bit of slack that we've we've kind of lapsed in the last few years because the football on the pitch has been the only the main concern. We need yeah. we needed to get back to where we were. Now we're back to where we are. We need to focus on rebranding our club. Do you know what I mean? building this building this perception of ourselves? Because if you look at all the big football clubs in the world, and we are up there. They all have this social media presence. It's that important. It's not even in football. It's in business these days that every every huge business has a massive social media presence. Um, then they spend millions on marketing. So we're no different. Um, I love the website. I I was trying to think of the old website uh, when I saw this one because I couldn't remember why I hated it. But I, yeah. did, I didn't like it. Um, one thing I loved is the team. 
the way that they'd set out all the numbers and all the players with their photos, yeah. it was brilliant. It is sleek, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not to deep it too much, but it's, it just projects what we're doing on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? The high quality that we've got on the pitch compared to what we had before is is matched now by what we're doing off the pitch. And also, we've seen the new goalkeeper kit yesterday, which is looking absolutely fantastic. And I've seen McGregor posting on Twitter, uh, posting on Instagram that he's been greeting for a, a white goalie kit for a long, long time. And now he finally has it. Now, I can only think the resistance to that was Jimmy Bell because, well, Jimmy Bell's going to take all the kits in and that, you know, and McGregor's been diving a boot in a white goalie kit. You imagine it'll be absolutely bogging at the end of it. So, probably Jimmy Bell's like, eh, no, no thank you. But he's got his way this time. Um, and it looks, it's beautiful. It looks cracking. It, it looks really nice. I uh, I don't know if that was if that was announced or whatever that it was they're going to be leaked, but I just went on the website myself and I saw it and I was like, oh, we've, we've, <laughs> we've got something. something. <laughs> we're, just, we're just waiting for it. That's what we're like, isn't it? We're just waiting for content. To come out. <laughs> like, right, doing. I'm going to speak about that tomorrow. It was. Um, I love it. I do love it. It's if you look at our goalkeeper kits the last few years, I've loved them, but this is this is definitely one of the nicest ones I remember. A hundred percent. Now we mentioned the the uh, obviously the transformation around the dressing rooms at Ibrook. Somebody in Twitter posted about it earlier and I can't remember um, who it was to give them credit for it. So it's no yours at all guys, but um we see the the, the dressing rooms at Ibrooks are getting a wee bit of a revamp. Now I always get scared when I hear about dressing room revamps because your dressing room is steeped in history, tradition. You know, the, the, the captain's peg, the, the picture of the queen, the wooden panelling, etc. I don't want too much to change, right? Because, and again, it's probably that Rangers dying that we're talking about earlier. I'm used to it, I like it, and I think it's 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 part of your club, it's part of your history, it's part of your tradition. Um, however, I do think it needs a wee revamp in some areas, and it's nice to see the club addressing that as well. Because as you said earlier, we need to move with the times a wee bit. Still no forget our roots, still no forget our history. But we do need to move every time to be bit. So obviously we don't know much about it, but we just know that there's work going on. We um, we were speaking just before we we started on here about it, um, and it's the difference I would I would want to clarify is that I hope it's more of a revamp than a remodel. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We want to we want to get it um, up to the standard that it could be. But I, I was saying just before we come on here that the first time I went in there for the stadium tour when I was. Was less than it must have been like five. Um, it was just it's amazing to walk in there. Do you know what I mean? It's it feels so not old, but I can't think of the right word. It just feels so authentic. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's so amazing to walk in there and see what it was like. But I wouldn't like a brand new hundred fifty thousand no. like white. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want all that. I want it to stay the same, but just have that higher quality about it. Because I'm guessing that. After all the years, God knows the last time it was remodelled, that it's probably lost some of its quality. Yeah, um, but I, I do hope it's more of a, a revamp rather than a remodel. I, I, I totally agree with what you said there. That's exactly exactly my point. Is the tradition has to keep folk kind of the heart of it a wee bit. You know, the rest of it then we can rebrand run about it. But the heart of that dressing room it is its steam tradition. And when I spoke to Colin Stewart for Rangers Youth Development Company. We both said, I wouldn't thank you for a Spurs stadium or an Arsenal stadium or whatever. And as much as the top, top stadiums, I'm not taking it away from them, they're absolutely top of their game. But they're no, ours, ours is steeped in tradition and history, success. Everything you associate with Rangers 
is inside Ibrox. It's just when you look at it, there's so many memories of it that we, you don't want anything to change too much that takes away from the identity of your club. And I think that's kind of where we're at. I'm, uh, I'm glad you said Spurs because that's the first one that I was thinking of. Um, I went down there last August. I, I won a competition at uni for me and the girlfriend and we, we went down to watch the Champions League final there. And just because the stadium was new, they were projecting the, the Champions League final anyway. Yeah. And then after they decided that, Spurs ended up getting into it. So that was even better. Right. Um, what a stadium. What a stadium. <laughs> it's amazing. The seats are like the expensive ones at the cinema. Yeah. You know, you've got pints. But it's not Ibrox, is it? Aye, that's I mean, it. You've got Ibrox, you see your seat, you see... It's the same thing you've saw since, well, since I was however old. I just... Yeah. No, you wouldn't You wouldn't think for that. It's just, no. I would I would much rather have an expansion on the stadium and go and build a brand new stadium. It's yeah. just not, it's not home, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, that's it. Well... That's, I think, kind of the news of the week, to be honest, I think, for, for Rangers, where they're concerned anyway. Hopefully next week we'll get, maybe get a sign-in or two, don't know about that, but hopefully there'll be things kind of progressing in that, because it's just over three weeks until the, the season kicks off, and then we're straight into that return leg of that uh, Europa League call, uh, last 16 time against Bayer Leverkusen, and obviously they've lost, or hopefully they might lose, Havertz, just, I'm not saying we've got a chance now, but it would be nice to believe that, you know what I mean? Just going in here. Yeah. It would be nice to believe that. Um, I'd say they've pretty much wrapped it up, but hey ho. So we're going to try out a week of a new feature. So the Bears got a boom teaser, a new feature, which I'm going to ask. Well, obviously, you've drew the shots, draw the day, makes it's only you that's on, but usually you would have a pal there to help. But we're going to ask a question, which will hopefully be all the time Rangers related, however, it might not be, and it might be football related at some point. but Today's question, seven players have won caps for England while playing for Rangers. Who are they? Now, you've got the duration of the, the, the show to come up with the answers. We'll see We'll see where we get to. Any early thoughts? Ah, there's a few players that have come to mind. One of my favourite players ever. So. Right, right, okay. Okay. Right, this week as well we announced our partnership with uh, Copeland Streetwear who will be supporting events that we'll have in the future, which without getting too much away, Calm knows about some of these events, I think, without getting too much away, that when the world returns to some sort of normal, hopefully we'll be able to say a wee bit more, but they'll be supporting us on, the, on these ventures. And also they're going to stock some um, merchandise for the podcast, so they do have a Battle Fever on T-shirt at the minute. We're going to put the pod logo on that and kind of have it, for the podcast the same with the face mask which we're in a competition on and I did say I would announce the winner and the winner as we've done we've done a week in a draw earlier um, and it's Timothy Webb that's won that and his Twitter handle is at TimGers12 quite a weird Twitter handle that actually isn't it at TimGers12 but hey ho um, he's won he's, he's won that um, we'll also have oh, different wee bits and bobs you know drawstring bags hoodies etc which we'll have pod logo on it and uh, keep battle fever on or something along the lines so Cal I know we announced it at the start of the week have you got any have you been on how do we look at their stuff have you bought anything for them before I, have, I hadn't I hadn't bought anything before but I think we'll be buying some of the face masks yeah after we walking around with them um, I'm in Aberdeen so that's maybe a bit oh, of a danger but <laughs> 
I'll end up getting smacked about. <laughs> Every time I go to the door, you know, for like a, for a delivery. <laughs> the colours are on show. These colours don't run, even up north. <laughs> oh, it's mental. But no, the Cotton Street, they've been great ways. And they're going to hopefully, as I said, the, the, the Bears Corner series is associated. They're kind of involved in this and also uh, Betville. So they, they guys there, they're, they're going to help out the pod a wee bit. And, and I appreciate it. And I think. I thanks go to them really for, for that. Um, we're trying to hold a Baz, who's in a undisclosed location somewhere working, because he's all mysterious and shit. So he's um, he's he's somewhere, but I think he's actually just had to go into a meeting. So I don't think we'll get a hold of Baz to be quite honest with you, but we're certainly going to leave it open for him and and see if he can see if he can take part in the show in some way, and then hopefully he can take part in the show going forward because obviously he's he's at work for the next few weeks, but. The fixtures come out this week as well, Cal. Mm-hmm. We start off up your end against Aberdeen. I was, I was just thinking there, the players. <laughs> <laughs> we, we start off up there against that mob, um, which we've got history there. There's a rivalry there. Celtic get a nice cush, I mean, a nice home tie against um, Havoc Nackies to start off the season. That random computer has really done its job again, isn't it? And pleasing Mr. Lowell and, and his Celtic contingency. Go on then, you're desperate to say. I know, I'm not getting into it. I'm <laughs> not getting into it. No, it's not happening. So, um, prediction about who we'd get first. It's just... I, I, did, I, did, I did say we'd get Aberdeen first because they seem to like to give us the team who finishes third the year before. Or fourth the year before. So... So the year before, so last season we obviously Kelly, who I think finished third, was it? Yeah, they finished third last the, season. This year we've got Aberdeen, who I think that they finished fourth last, just that season yeah, finished. Yeah. So, again, that computer's really, really good at that. I don't know how it does it, but it does. What's your thoughts on the fixtures early doors? Um, it's it's a it's a difficult one. It's it's not the worst opening that we could have had. Aberdeen obviously is a tough one, but I, I like playing Aberdeen early. I think that's a good barometer to find out where we are. Away, it's not the, the nicest fixture, but yeah. they're a team that we know can beat us. Yeah. But we can also really beat them. So it's just one of those ones we need to start the season off right. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to start the season off on false pretenses by beating someone like St. Mirren and then having it in your head, oh, we're the best team. Do you know what I mean? We need a, we need a, a good challenge. This season, we'll... We doubt the players who are not not fit to be here, and I'm not saying that there's anyone. I hope there's no one there that, that doesn't have the mentality that we need. But Aberdeen's a good start. I would say so. Again, although I complained about it, I because um, it's a it's a harder fixture than than obviously they've got right. But then again, they were always going to be at home. We were always going to be away to start the season. So any fixture going away from home for Rangers can be a difficult fixture anyway. I just feel going up there. It, it can set, as you say, it can set the bar for the season because you can go up there, hopefully get a positive result, positive performance, back down the road, and you've ne- you've negotiated one of the, the trickiest trips for us as a club. You then only really need to go up there re- realistically in the league once more, depending obviously how split fixtures uh, fall. Um, so you only really need to go up there once more. You, you've kind of got that earned on me a wee bit to a certain extent. And also, buried a hoodoo... Yeah, Slightly, you know, we've started up there a good few seasons. I can remember back Lovingcrans with the overhead kick and stuff like that. Started up there quite a lot. 
and we've had successful seasons for it. So I just hope that, that we can go up there, a few good additions into the team, put a good performance in, get a good result and go back down the road with the points and that's it, we move on. I just wanted to bring up the fixture. So we're starting off away to Aberdeen, then we've got St Mirren and yep. St Johnson both at home. So that that could be, that to me is nine points. That's yeah. what that looks like. So we're away to Livingston, the next one, and then Kelly. Kelly is always a tough one. I hate playing Kelly. Yeah. Don't like the pitch. Don't like the team. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, that's one of those those runs where it really depends how you go into Kelly. You go into Kelly having beaten Aberdeen, St Mirren, St Johnson, Livingston, you're flying. Yeah. But if we drop any points in those games, it, it is going to be tough. So it's it's one of those ones that we could win them all or we could drop points, but. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and complain about that because next season is the season where we just need to do it. You, it. you put them in front of us. We'll we'll play them. We'll beat them. That's it. We have to find a way to win. I'm afraid, no matter whether we're playing great or we're absolutely horrendous, we have to find a way to get by that team and win the game. Simple as that. They they've kind of mastered that a wee bit uh, throughout the years, and we need to try and try and get that sorted and and make sure that we come out of games now. Even when we're not played well, we come out with the points. Uh, that's one of the biggest differences, I think, probably the biggest difference between us and them, and that's one of the reasons why I hate them so much, is because they're brilliant at that. Yeah. You look at one of their results, honestly, and this is, I can give them the highest praise for this. You look at one of their results, you'll see it's the 84th minute, and they're getting beat 1-0, and you'll be delighted. And it'll be two minutes later, and it'll be 2 1. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need that because there's yep. sometimes where, and I don't like being too critical, but there's sometimes where we'll be getting beat 1 0 with half an hour to go, and I'll be like, you'll know, you'll just know that it's over. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You'll, yeah. you'll never want to believe that, obviously. I'm not trying to say that, but the way that we play sometimes, you're just like, we could be here all night. Yeah. And they don't, I don't think they think that. I think yeah. they keep thinking, right, come on, keep going, keep going. That's, that's it. That's it. That's a perfect example. Was up at Petardry under Walter Smith. We were two 0 down, and Kenny Miller. I can't remember if he scored a hat trick, but he certainly scored two. Might have been a hat trick. Kenny Miller had his back in the game. You know, Stephen Davis was excellent that day, and we just that was it. Three two. We won to get back down the road. We didn't play particularly well, but we got the points and we got home. And, and that's all that matters at Rangers. I've said that a million times. I've even said it on the pod now since it started. They seem to think they have a way that they play a brand of football, which is their way, so to speak. I always associated Rangers' way with winning. Didn't matter how we done it. We just won games of football and we won trophies. I don't care how we play half the time. As long as we've got one more goal than the opposition come the 90th minute or the 120th minute or whatever, I just, I can't take sometimes and you come away and perfect example is the Betfred Cup final last year and you came away from it and I'm going, can he actually criticise the team in terms of performance? We battered them. You know, yeah. we absolutely battered them. Played them off the park. But they just got that goal. All right, it was offside, but they just got that wee bit of luck, that wee goal. And that was it. You knew then, I've been in this film before, game's over. It's not as if they're coming away from that thinking, oh, what a horrible match. We just got battered there. Yeah. I've always said this, that if I wanted to watch amazing football, I'd go watch Barcelona or Real Madrid. Yeah. I, I do, honestly don't care. And that's not to say that we don't play some brilliant football sometimes. Do you know, the players that we were bringing in recently, i.e. Hadji, Kent, they can play some amazing football. Hadji's one particularly, even George Ebo, I love watching him play mm-hmm. sometimes. 
I do, I do not care. If we win 4 0 and we play the best football I've ever seen, okay, fair enough. I'm delighted. Yeah, if we lose 1 0 and we play the best football ever, I don't care. Okay, we yeah. just need we just need a win. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. I, I would rather watch the ugliest football match ever and win it than watch the best and not win. Uh, million percent, million percent. So, obviously, first off, firm game comes, I think it's the 17th of October. Um, the last round of fixtures and the silence, I think, tells its own story because we could have probably predicted it. I mean, I think the Scottish Government have put out the day that they're okay to trial fans getting into football grounds. However, they cannot guarantee that there'll be any fans at an old final game. I'm going to go one step further and guarantee you that there'll be fans inside that first old firm and back end. I'm going to go that step further. I'm going to put my head out and say it. That's what's going to happen. The fact that it's been pushed back to then when it's traditionally September tells you that it's going to happen. And again, that random computer is... I don't know. I don't know if, if Peter Lowell has to take out his office to get back to Neil Doncaster or if Peter Lowell just keeps it all year round. <laughs> but it certainly does what he wants. Do you know what I mean? It does what he wants. To me, the first thing I thought of when I thought of this was, I'll give you an example. See if I was going to cheat on the quiz that you've just given me, right? I would purposely get a few answers wrong just to try and <laughs> convince you. They've pushed it back to the last possible date that they could. <laughs> you couldn't have done it maybe two fixtures before just to be like, oh, that was lucky. <laughs> the last date that they could possibly have been I honestly, I'm surprised that we even get to play them in the first round. I thought maybe we'd play everybody <laughs> else twice and then the old fans would be right at the very end. You know? <laughs> I think Alan McCoy said the day on TalkSport that it's uh, the game's been pushed back to 2035 <laughs> or whatever it is, just because it's <laughs> <to suit> Celtic. <laughs> like, and this is, an, people are just going to think all I do on Twitter is arguing. I actually do. I love it. I love having <laughs> the arguments. But this, someone was saying to me the other day, what's actually the harm in it? And I said, no, it's not about that. It's just, it's not the fact that I think Celtic have had a benefit. It's not, it doesn't push us out too much. I don't care how many people are there. We'll play them, we'll beat them. Yeah. But <laughs> it's the fact that they've been prioritised over us. Do you know what I mean? Instead of doing nothing and yeah. doing what, what you should do, i.e. random, they've actually been, oh no, right there, they might be in trouble here. It's that prioritisation that I think is wrong. Yeah. And and flat mat, and I suppose what, what people have been saying and they're right is we have to go to Parkhead at some point. We have to go to Tawdry, Rugby Park, Easter Road, wherever. We have to go there and we have to play every team anyway. That's fine. It's just because one club requested that the old firm game be pushed back and it wasn't the Rangers, so there's only two, so we know who the other one is. And the fact that it's been done randomly by some super duper computer I think I'd be less annoyed if they just said we've pushed it back aye just come out and tell us just say listen we actually feel as though the spectacle is better if there's fans in there so yeah. we, we want to do that personally I would love to hear McGregor Ooh, screaming yeah. in an old firm game ah uh, well yeah but I just <laughs> I would like to hear that because I just don't know what he would say and I think it'd be hilarious so um, that would be good to hear that there was this game last season and he ran to the halfway line and I was like, you're 40 nearly. Like, <laughs> what game was that again? Was it maybe St. Mirren or, or Kelly or something like that? I cannot remember, honestly. That's brilliant. I would love to hear what you had to say. Oh, you know? Be great. The referee, honestly, it was a foul on the halfway line. 
and he's bolting, and I'm thinking, how the fuck could you see that from anywhere? How are you complaining? <laughs> he's brilliant, man. He's absolutely brilliant. So I'd like to hear him in an empty park, kid, because I think he'd be quite funny. And can you imagine Gerard's roar after the game if we win? You'd be able to hear it without the telly, without the mic. <laughs> it's one of us. I'm thinking about it. You know, when the camera screams. Oh. <laughs> so. I just, I don't know, it's just mad, as I said, probably everybody's covered it in depth now, we knew it was going to happen, so the surprise isn't there, however, as you said, it's just the, it's the cloak and dagger stuff behind it, it's the, well, it's the random computer, so it's, it's the computer that does it, you've requested it and the computer's done it, we didn't know you could send requests in it, you know what I mean, so, I don't know, it's weird, but it's happened anyway, so I suppose we've got to go on with it, and I said on social media, we went there in December, End of December, we 60,000 in there and Rangers took the points. It's our duty to take the points. It's what we need to do. We go and date without fans there. It's fine. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I hope Gerard does a soonest button, takes a big flag and plants it right in the middle of the hangar or something. I don't know. Oh, great. <laughs> if for some reason Stephen Gerrard is listening to this, <laughs> flag in the middle of their pitch, I'll get a tattoo of that image <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> this... Is going to be the trailer for the pod now, and it's going to be sent to Stevie G. <laughs> Go and date Stevie just for the tattoo side of it. <laughs> just for the tattoo, you can pick where it goes. <laughs> uh, another wee bit of uh, pod news this week is last night we announced it. I'm a Camas Lang boy in Glasgow. Camas Lang Rangers are our local team, and one of the, the wee guys that I know and I taught him last year, um, Bailey Hunter, he joined. Um, Cam's Lang Rangers under 21 yesterday. Now, a wee story about Bailey, he's a huge, huge Rangers supporter, comes from a Rangers supporting family. Um, he actually, I think, was was with St Mern um, as a younger kind of kid, and he'd done his cruciate in twice, I think, and ended up out the game a wee bit. He kind of fell out of love with football a wee touch because of that, because I'm sure you could get scun up with it at that. You know, you've got a bright future already and that happens. He's now getting back to playing a wee bit of football again and he's signed for, for Cam's Lang Rangers on 21s. So the podcast has sponsored um, Bailey for the season, which I think will be great. Um, wish him all the best and I hope that he does well there and, and, and gets his gets his shell back playing again, you know, because he, he loved it and that's, that's what it's all about. So join him and playing the game again, isn't it? Yeah, no, I I I knew that we obviously we sponsored him. I was happy about that, but I didn't know about his cruciate. That's that's a shame. That's, we were speaking about that with Katic the other day. That it's the it's the worst thing that you can do in football, um, and I couldn't even imagine how it feels. But you know that it would be, it would be you'd be scunner. But I'm happy that that he's decided to get back into football. Yeah, wishing all the best. Yeah, you touched on Big Nico. We should mention Big Nico because that's. A shame that we heard um, in the kind of start of the week there that the big man's out for the foreseeable future, I think Rangers said, and we were led to believe it's a, a cruciate injury which will require surgery and long rehab process. And we spoke about Katic um, in the earlier pods and how we were looking forward to the big man getting into it. I think we all picked Katic to be one of our main centre-halves, you know, and now he's, he came back for this COVID thing and this break. We are like a bear, I think, you know, with the way he'd been working in the gym, etc. And, and he was looking good and sadly the big man's not going to be available. So best wishes to the big man. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later and, and, he, and he makes his comeback. But what's your thoughts on it, Calum? It's sad news. 
It's one of the, you would never want any of your players to have that injury, but it's one of the worst players at this time I think it could have happened to because you saw the photos of him, he came back and he was, you saw the size of him, do you know what I mean? I think he was ready for this season. He was obviously in the gym, his fitness was amazing and you would understand if some players let their fitness drop because of what's going on, but he clearly never, I think he, he had a point to prove this season because the centre-back's been one of those positions where, in my opinion, it shouldn't be rotated as much as it, should, it has been. But totally it has, agree with you, mate. You know what I mean? But totally agree with you. He had a point to prove this season. He clearly was like, right, I'm coming for for that spot. But it is, it's a shame. But the one thing about it is, as much as it can be a bad injury, I just hope he doesn't rush back too soon. I've seen that with a few players who've come back from injury too soon. The biggest one, I would say, Samuel Mtiti from Barcelona. He just yeah. comes back months after. He doesn't get any surgery and he's just wrecked his career. I, uh, everybody's saying, I hope he's back as soon as possible. No, just take as, as long as he needs. Come back fit and he'll get back into the team. It's, it's gutting though, isn't it? It's, again, if Stevie G's listening, if Big Katic is any sort of religious to the top, get Big Marvin in to wave the hands over the top of that knee. And he'll be as right as rain for for the first of August. <laughs> so, I mean, he'll be back again in Well, what like and everything is great. They just get big Marv back nowadays. You know what I mean? Or um, that. Aye. <laughs> take your time, or that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Callum, we're going to have a feature on the show as well, which I think we're calling it through the transfer window. Might change. Might change. Don't know yet. Okay. Andy's got any thoughts on this, then he can change it for us. But we've tried and we've tried, and this is what we've come up with. So the floor is yours. Crack on. Right, I want to explain my stipulations for this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to suggest transfers that Rangers should have one player, or sorry, two players each position each week. We'll start with the goalkeeper, we'll go from there. By no means do I have to be realistic. I'm not going to suggest Leo Messi, but if I suggest a player and you're like, oh, shut up, do you know what I mean? I just, a player who I would like to see at Rangers, even if he's expensive, um, do we understand this? <laughs> I understand it, mate. Yes. I know there'll be thousands who maybe won't, and that's fine, because everybody has an opinion. But I understand it. I'm game, I'm game for it. Go for it. Right. So we'll start off with the goalkeeper here. And this, I've picked two ones. A keeper who could come in and start this season for if some reason McGregor wasn't here. And my second keeper is a keeper who we, we could have for the foreseeable future, say if Ross McCrory didn't work out. My first keeper I picked was Mats Sells from Strasbourg. He, um, I was watching him a lot last season. He's worth about £6 million. Pounds. That's according to Transfermarkt. Don't know how reliable that is, but he's six foot two. He made 35 appearances last season. He kept 11 clean sheets. So it's not, it's not a bad, especially considering the Strasbourg are kind of mid-table team. They're not too bad. They're not too great. They've not got the best defence. He's... Um, Kept his clean sheets against Nice, Toulouse and Amiens. Um, he used to play for Newcastle and Ghent as well. And he was voted the best keeper in Belgium. Um, he also saved a, a penalty from Lacazette, which kept him in the Champions League. Um, and he played a crucial role in their first national championship ever for Ghent. So he is, he's, a, he's a good keeper. He's the type that I would like to see. He commands his area. He's the one that I'd like to see come to Rangers. Um, <clears throat> and... 
that was his honours to his name. So the second one I've picked is <laughs> this. Oh uh, God, if this happened. So it's Bartłomiej Dragowski from Fiorentina, the big Polish boy. He is six foot three, so he's a bit of a, a monster compared to me, anyway. Quite short. Thirty appearances, eight clean sheets, forty-two goals conceded. Thirty appearances, not too bad. He um, had a forty-three xGA this season. So obviously. Um, how many goals he he was expected to to concede, and he only conceded forty one. So if he's conceded less than what is expected was, then that's pretty good. He kept clean sheets against Juventus and Napoli, probably the two best teams in Italy. Um, and he joined Empoli on loan last season before he came back to Fiorentina. He's obviously played with Hadji at Fiorentina, um, and he would be out of the two. He would be my pick. He would he's probably about ten million pounds. So it's quite a lot on a keeper. <laughs> but he would be, he would be the one, you know, if we won the lottery. It's an important position, though, you know. And I'd see, honestly, see, see what you were saying before you started there. See if, see if nothing else, and if nothing doesn't come here, maybe a Rangers signing, etc. Further down the line. See for people's football managers' knowledge. You might just be absolutely facilitating so many league championship wins, so many trophy wins on football manager. I'm writing them down. <laughs> I'm writing them down. It's funny that you say that because, uh, see, I've always thought myself was weird for this. I always look at transfer rumours for Rangers to sign on that. I want loads and loads of different names just yeah. for just to stop the old boring stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you want two names to sign in your career, your football manager, Bartomeu Dragowski and Matt Sells. There you go. That's it. It's as easy as that. Next week, we'll, we'll come on to the centre-backs. I've got two of them in mind. Um, so write them down for your football manager as well there you go and see by the end of this by the, what, what, 11 weeks 12 weeks something like that if we get a couple you'll have what, full two teams near enough ready to go for <laughs> for a football manager save when the new game comes out in October and if no one plays football manager then maybe a ranger scout is watching this see, so. see that but by the way they may be watching this and, and might give you a job I'd do that <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> there's, the, there's, the, there's the years at uni at the window already because the Rangers came calling. <laughs> that's what I'm studying for. Honestly, English. That's scouting, that's it. I can speak a hundred different languages. Honestly, just send me to a country to scout for I promise. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right, the brain teaser that I paused at the start. We'll just repeat it. Seven players have won caps for England whilst playing for Rangers. Who are they, Callum? I would be shot if my first answer wasn't Paul Gascoigne. He is correct. First one. Right. Mark Hately. Mark Hately is another. Another one of my favourite players. Just This is an iconic picture player. If you can guess who I'm on about. be Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher's another. I, th- I think he won most, by the way. Where's it? Well, no shot because he was England's captain at the right. time. Um, but he, he's he's certainly on the list. I had um, Chris Woods. Chris Woods, another one, England's goalkeeper when he was at Rangers. And I've. Let me think. Well, see, you go back. Terry Butcher, I'm not sure if these stats are right 
right? Because I've no, I've researched them, but I might have made a mistake. So it's fine if I have made a mistake, right? Terry Butcher won 32 caps, I'm sure, when he was at Rangers. Gaza was up there at 22 caps. Chris Woods, 20. Mark Hately was a single cap. So we're looking for another three Rangers players who, and you give you a clue, played, certainly one of them played in the 90s. One of them played in the 80s, and I think the other one played 80s and 90s as well. So it's before you went it, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm 1998, I was born. There you go. So. Um, but there's one. Oh, Gary Stevens. Gary Stevens, certainly, yep. He had 20 caps. 22. One was an incredible player. Well, two of them were incredible players, to be fair. One was an incredible player who was known to just glide with football. Just absolutely glide with it. And, and the other guy, I'm actually surprised it was only one captain at Rangers because he was, he was tremendous. Again, I never really get a chance to see him play for Rangers before my time, but he was tremendous when you watched the old videos. When did you say these two played? These two, it's left. One was the 90s, one was the kind of late 80s. Early 90s maybe as well. Oh, Mark Wallers. Mark Wallers is the one with one cap. I think that's, I think that's me. I think I've done <laughs> And the final one, you get six out of seven, which is pretty pretty good, I'd say, is Trevor Stephen. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh. Trevor Stephen gets six caps for England when there's a Rangers I that, I don't think. Fantastic, though. You think that, I mean, you think at that time we had the England captain, the England goalkeeper. I Stephen, actually, he, he left Rangers as, just, just as I was born, I think. He left and then came back and then left again, but... I'm surprised Graham Roberts isn't on it. Maybe some of the older players out there will be able to correct us on that because I, th- I would have thought there'd be more than seven with, with Graham Roberts being at the club. But maybe Graham Roberts didn't play for England when he was at Rangers. I don't know. Um, I would have thought he would have because he was part of that trio. But hey ho, maybe that's. Yeah, I remember you said to me, oh, "We're going to do a brain teaser," and I thought, "Oh shit, this is going to be." <laughs> but I've, six out of seven, I'll be. I'm happy with that. That's a that's a good start, mate. That's a good start, right? Well, from League One, his name's Johnson Clark Harris, and this is an article I've just seen. It seems to me to be a nothing article, but we are, it seems to be in the market for another striker. His value here is listed as 225,000. Now, he seems to be a good player in League One, 26 appearances, 13 goals, 2 assists. Now, if it was me, I think Camberry over this boy. If it's 150k for Camberry, which is the kind of the rumoured fee, then that to me is a no-brainer. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Camberry. The other one that we were <clears throat> discussing is, obviously with Nico's injury, do we go into the transfer market, get another replacement, maybe in the, as a loan deal, or do we bring in Calvin Bassey, who can play centre-back? Yeah. You were saying that you think he was made to challenge Borna Barisic. I just, I don't know what I think about that, because... I don't want to be doing any deals that we don't need to do in terms of bringing in a new player. But at the same time, do we just like to stick Bassey at his one position as a left-back so he gets comfortable? Do we want to chop him and change him? Yeah, I know. And it's, there's also a thing as well, as I've, I've seen them many times, and I think Gerard done it with his, his youth team at Liverpool as he went 3-5-2. And Bassey would work into that because you could have Bassey as a left-hand side, a centre-half, Three or centre halves, 
and you can have Borna further forward and he's and he's obviously wing back position. I don't know if, if Gerard would rip it up and change the whole thing, but I think we need to have options. I think we need to change things from time to time to keep clubs guessing. Part of your problem, I believe, is we're too predictable and we're so easy to set up against. Once you've played us a couple of times, once you've got used to the new players at the start of the season, it might well be the reason why we do fall away after Christmas. You know, people get the, mm-hmm. the kind of just days a wee bit and then they go, right, well, you stop him, you stop him, you stop team playing. And usually that's the case. If you stop Morelos, you stop Kent when he's in form, you, you push Tavernier back and force him to defend, you're, you're changing the way Rangers play, you know, and, and, and do we have the answers to come up with that? I don't know, and I don't know if I've got enough leaders in the park to recognise that and change it, and we've spoken about this as well before. So I, I do think we need to change it up a wee bit, and I think if we change the formation, for now and again, no, no every time, but maybe when it suits us in certain situations, Ibrooks, etc., we can go two up, and we can push forward a wee bit more, and, and still three at the back, it might suit us a wee bit, I'm not sure. I'm no Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is interesting you say that because we probably do other teams a bit of a disservice at times by everybody says after Christmas Rangers bottle it, but it maybe just it maybe just isn't just that. Do you know that other teams have played us a lot by then? They just yeah. become wise to what we're doing. It's we've seen this countless times. The best one was under Mark Warburton that Plan A is Plan A, Plan B is Plan A, Plan yeah. Three. Do you know what I mean? There, it's, there's nothing else you can do. So yeah, no, I'm totally up for the idea of of changing. We've seen them across the across the city do it plenty of times, and it's kind of worked for them. Most te- most big teams do it um, where they need to, they need to change their stuff. So we, we definitely should. I like the idea of having a player who can play in two or three different positions. Exactly what I was saying. <clears throat> Ross McCrory going away, coming back, playing in a new position. Yeah. That's the type type of club that you want your player to be going out and that they're not just going to stick him in one position, I suppose. Where, where I think it lets us down a wee bit is when you've got Morelos firing on all cylinders and you're going that kind of 4-3-3 setup that we do. I don't think... I, don't, I think we've got enough there to steamroller teams and, and we did do that in the start of the season last year, the first half of it, we blitzed teams and Morelos was outstanding. When Morelos kind of... We lost them through suspension, a wee bit of loss of form... We relied then on Defoe going in there. No, I feel as though sometimes I don't believe Gerard and his coaching team tried to do this, but I believe at times it was almost like the players accepted it was like for like. Take out Morelos, put in Jermaine Defoe, and we can still play the same way. We can play the same way for a number of reasons. Defoe's age, Defoe can't do the running that Morelos does. He's also not that type, not that type of players. We should be having Defoe in that 18-yard box, and we should be getting balls into the box, whatever way possible, working them in, cut, cut backs, let him finish it, cross it in, the wee man for, for being such a small dude, he's got a hell of a lot of heady goals, I just feel there's times when we should have maybe changed it up a wee bit and, and made teams think about how Rangers were going to play, and I think that's what I want this year, Rangers maybe be unpredictable at times, you know, and, and leave us guessing, leave us guessing, where will we go with the day, never mind starting 11, what formation will we go with and then who will fit in, and that formation, play to your strengths. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. That you would just take it's. It's not a case of just taking one striker out and putting another in. It's taking one player out and putting another in. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're they're two totally different players. And there was times last season where Jermaine Defoe was almost like a target man. He was playing his back to goal and trying yeah. to turn players with new strength. He's five feet fuck all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's not gonna. He's not this Lyndon Dykes or Morelos or anything like that. So we we should if we 
it goes back to the argument, if you buy a player, and I've said this before, should the manager play the player the way the manager wants and should the player fit in? Or should the manager play the player the way that he was meant to be played in? And when you've got a player like Defoe, you can't be, you can't be asking him to do things like that. We need to be playing to our strengths, to our players' strengths. And that comes into Hadji as well. Be playing him down the middle. Do you know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up uh, for this week. Obviously, again, head to Copeland Streetwear, have a browse. Head to our website, have a wee browse. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on all the social media platforms, which I'm sure if you search the Battle Fever podcast, you will find it. Um, and thanks very much for listening Callum thanks for your time again see you next week and thanks for hanging out with us mate smashing cheers hashtag keep the battle Rangers Rangers easy okay Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.